It's interesting to note that current research conducted by nonprofit Transamerica Institute revealed that 27% of people today actually work remotely on an exclusive basis. Now think about it, that's more than one in four. And with that rising popularity of remote work, many are now opting to leave those traditional office settings behind and move to more rural areas, or in some cases, the beach or even the mountains, provided, of course, you've got the requisite connectivity. But then again, while urban living has its own set of challenges, it also offers some health advantages that may often go unnoticed. And we'll be highlighting some of those today. Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. And joining us today is Mihaela Vince, public health expert for nonprofit Transamerica Institute. And today we'll be exploring some of the surprising health benefits of urban environments and how living in cities can positively impact our well being. Well, Mihaela, nice to have you back. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, Al. Okay, now look, I know living in cities isn't typically associated with health benefits. So then perhaps you can give us an example of how urban environments could actually provide benefits for our health. Why don't we begin by exploring how cities can lead to higher levels of physical activity? And yeah, you heard me right, cities and physical activity. I know that probably doesn't come to mind, but oftentimes uh, cities are built in a way that promotes walking, bike riding, and you know taking public transportation to get from place to place. Also, in some cities, it's more convenient to not drive a personal car to get around as it takes much longer and is usually a lot more expensive. So simply opting out of driving can lead to more physical activity. You know, that's a great point you raise. I know when I'm visiting a new city, I'm always surprised at how many steps I get in, which also enables me to avoid searching and paying for those expensive parking garages, which uh, tend to costing an arm and a leg. Yeah, and I'm with you there about getting those extra steps. Um, and research actually suggests that a lot of people are too. Um, you know, studies show that those who are living in cities or urban dwellers tend to be more active. A 2013 study from the journal Urban Ecology found that people walked more in areas with less sprawl, uh, such as urban areas. And the CDC reported that a greater percentage of urban dwellers were meeting physical activity guidelines than those living in rural areas. Okay, but fair enough, you know, and seriously, how much of an impact can this type of physical activity have on our health? Um, well, increasing physical activity can have lots of benefits on our health and well-being. Uh, according to the American Heart Association, regular physical activity can lead to lower rates of obesity. It can lead to improved heart health, and it can reduce our risk for certain chronic conditions. Another study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that increased physical activity is associated with a lower risk of developing certain types of cancer. Isn't that amazing that physical activity I, can do all of that? Unbelievable. And, you know, with the prospect of so many potential benefits, you make a strong case for adding more physical activity to you know, our daily routines, which ultimately is a nice bonus for your health. So then what other benefits did you uh, glean from uh, city living? Well, another study showed that social connectedness is tied to travel time. So that's time that we spend in our cars. And it's no surprise that there are more opportunities for social connection when you can quickly access other people. Now, this suggests that living in an urban environment may make social connection a little bit easier to achieve. Well, again, that makes perfect sense to me, especially after slogging through the pandemic and the isolation that that served up. I'm thinking, you know, most would agree we could all use more connection, which we recently discussed in the episode, Overcoming Feelings of Loneliness. At the end of the day, the easier it is to be social, the more social we will be. 
Exactly. And cities may offer those extra opportunities for social engagement. Uh, You know, cities oftentimes, uh, there's lots of like cultural experiences that are going on. And a study published in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior actually found that older adults with strong social networks and frequent social engagement, um, you know, they have better self-rated health and they actually have a lower risk of depressive symptoms. Cities are also melting pots of diverse communities, which can allow us to get to know different cultures and customs, which might not be feasible in different environments. That is really so true. I mean, I I happen to live just outside of my city, and whether I'm heading into town or away visiting another city, I really get off enjoying the vibe city life offers, you know, say going to the restaurant district like a Little Italy or Chinatown or, you know, the theater district, you know, having dinner afterwards or, you know, what I've done sometime, which is great fun, is walking through some of the individual city neighborhoods on my way to the stadiums, you know, for baseball and football season with the rest of the fandom. And I got to say, you you can really feel the pulse of city life uh, throwing off some very serious energy. It's a great thing. Now, what other benefits would uh, we be surprised emanate from city living? Well, um, I don't know if we'd necessarily be surprised by this, but um, maybe sometimes we don't remember how privileged we are when we live in cities because we have access to clinics, hospitals, and medical centers, um, you know, that provide specialized and sometimes advanced care and access to these is a great benefit, especially during emergencies as they can provide timely and sometimes life-saving care from healthcare professionals. That's a great benefit if you ask me. I would agree with you totally there. And, you know, I think, you know, living in Baltimore, you know, to your point, you know, we have world-class healthcare here. I mean, the best in the world. And I think many of us tend to overlook how fortunate we are to not only have it, but the uh, close accessibility uh, to it as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Sounds like we're aligned and on a roll too. So what's another benefit of city living? Well, I'll now touch on one of my favorite benefits, and it's that cities often offer like a wide range of food options. So to give a couple examples, you know, you've got tons of restaurants and farmers markets on Sundays or other days of the week and restaurants with lots of different types of food. Um, You know, this accessibility, believe it or not, can actually lead to like more diverse and healthier eating habits. And urban gardens can help like support some of the local food production as well as add to food security, enhancing the overall health of urban residents. So that's well, pretty cool. you're preaching <laughs> to the converted there because that's actually one of my favorite aspects of city life too. As a matter of fact, you know, on a number of occasions, you know, I've stopped into some of our historic um, markets, you know, into the stalls of what the Lexington or Cross Street Market walking back from a game. And picked up some uh, pretty nice quality meats and seafood. And and if I've really been good, uh, I treat myself to some of the uh, pastries that they serve up or gelato. And uh, I don't know about you, uh, Mahala, but I'm getting really hungry just thinking about <laughs> Me these <too>. places. <laughs> Suffice to say, the abundance of diverse food options in the city really never gets old, right? That's right. On top of diverse food options, cities can also offer access to career opportunities and education um, that might be harder to come across in different settings. Like, for instance, cities often have lots of educational institutions, maybe museums, art centers. There's really a never, never too much of a dull moment when you're out in a city. Mm-hmm. Now, this actually can help people pursue lifelong learning, and it can be really beneficial for healthy aging and perhaps like fulfillment overall. 
Well, those are some great points, Mihail. And as a matter of fact, uh, we um, had a lot of fun attending a museum event last week at the BMA. So good to know that I've also checked the box uh, with a healthy aging activity in the process. <laughs> now, while everything you've shared has me pondering, you know, perhaps moving back into the city, what other factors should we bear in mind regarding urban living? We've touched on lots of benefits to living in urban areas or even visiting them, but it's also important to note that there can be, you know, maybe some cons like pollution. The mm-hmm. World Health Organization actually estimates that 91% of people in urban areas breathe polluted air. Yikes. Well, uh, that might not uh, that might not be a great idea. Actually, it might be a deal breaker, but no, all kidding aside, is there anything people in urban areas can do to avoid pollution? There are actually a few things, and um, some of these recommendations come from Harvard Health. Um, one of the most helpful things that you can do is just be aware of the online air quality index and use that as a guide to kind of determine when you'll be spending time outside. If it's high, maybe that time isn't the time to be going outside. Um, uh, when it comes to being indoors, uh, you can also think about using an air purifier. Also, like the little things like changing out the air conditioning filters in your home regularly. All of these things can really help um, help you avoid some of that pollution. Yeah. And to that point, I've actually finally gotten into the habit of calendaring those dates for you know, changing those different types of filters in my house. So, you know, so I do it on a timely basis, which obviously provides me with healthier conditions. And I suspect uh, it's also better for the mechanical systems and you know, less breakage and uh, less expense. Now, any other tips or reminders for us in terms of safety measures? Well, when it comes to being safe in cities, you know, there are a few things that we can do to, to help increase our safety. Um, it might sound obvious, but always be aware of your surroundings, no matter where you are. Uh, this means sure. keeping your eyes open and your ears open and avoiding distractions mm-hmm. like wearing headphones or being glued to your phone. I can't tell you how many people I've seen like crossing the street, like not even looking, just staring down at their phones. It's really scary. Um, If you're walking at night, try to stick to well-lit areas and avoid walking alone if possible. And it's always a good idea to kind of just let people know where you're at and when you plan to arrive, just in case anything happens. Uh, Taking these like little steps can actually really go a long way in keeping you safe in the long run um, while enjoying the city. Well, I, this is some great intel and practical information. I mean, uh, and especially, you know, the, the headphones uh, when people are walking around or, you know, looking at your phone, walking uh, along. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. So anyway, great uh, stuff here. So where can our listeners go to learn more about the benefits of city living? Well, a good resource is the City Health Dashboard, uh, cityhealthdashboard.com. This is an online resource that provides lots of health-related data and more for cities across the U.S. Um, it offers information on various health indicators like health behaviors, physical environment, social and economic factors, and a lot more. Uh, you can explore different cities using this tool, so I think it's pretty cool. If you have a vacation coming up or if you you know, are traveling, it might be interesting to check it out and see what you find. I'll say. And uh, well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, So here's hoping our listeners have found this episode as informative and beneficial as I have. And if you'd like to check out any of the source materials mentioned today, visit transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast to review the episode's transcript. If you have comments, feedback, or topic ideas, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode of Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, 
and thanks for listening. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about health and wellness, employment, financial literacy, longevity, and retirement. You can find our weekly podcast on WIPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcast, and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WIPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.